Welcome to our final episode of Safe Work Manufacturing Leader Talks. I'm your host, Carol Duncan, and today I'm chatting to Maria Hooker about her role as National Work Health and Safety Manager at Allied Pinnacle. Allied Pinnacle has been manufacturing flour, ingredients and delicious bakery products for over 100 years. Okay, so my role is the National Workplace Health and Safety and Environmental Manager for Allied Pinnacle. And my role in the business is to ensure that all of our sites are in compliance to workplace health and safety um, and to assist all of the sites to ensure that this, our, our safety management system is in compliance at all times. What has actually been the path of career progression that you've taken? I understand you've been with Allied Pinnacle for quite some time. Uh, So there must have been quite a journey for you. It was. I originally started at the Tamworth Mill that we'd had, uh, we still have, and uh, starting in in an accounting role. Um, Through progression through at that site, I progressed from becoming the assistant to the accountant to working in the quality food safety sector and moving on to workplace health and safety. And relocated to Sydney? Yep, to take on the national safety role. What was it that interested you in taking on um, safety? A couple of things. I love the legality side and also on a personal perspective, my husband had a major back injury and I wanted to ensure that this didn't happen to any other workers in, in the business that I was currently working in. That's a really interesting point because it is often those sort of personal events in our lives that become a catalyst for us to move into new areas, to take on new interests or to become advocates in certain areas. Yeah, definitely. Can you give us an overview of the actual consultation process at Allied Pinnacle? So there's, there's a couple of ways we do consultation at Ally Pinnacle. We have um, some sites have safety committees where we get people together to talk about safety concerns and to try and make improvements. We have safety representatives at some of our sites, especially our biggest sites where we have bakeries, um, that we have those people to represent each shift and particular workers to talk about safety concerns where they can then directly go to the site managers Um, and their supervisors to speak on behalf of the workers. Or we have other agreed outcomes where we have regular toolbox and team meetings and management meetings that occur at the sites. We also have other consultation processes whenever there's any um, hazards identified at the sites or any new processes or changes to processes where we feel that um, relevant people need to be consulted to make sure that safe controls are put in place. Does giving workers the opportunity to participate in safety decisions make for a better safety culture or should all decisions be coming from the top? No, we find that if we make all the decisions from the top, that the workers and don't, if the workers don't have any involvement, that's when we have incidents occur because you've got to look at it from the perspective of the person that's actually operating any plant and equipment or following any pro- procedures if we don't involve them in part of the consultation process, we're not going to get it right. And we've found that in the past. Which raises some interesting questions as well. Can you give us a little bit of a, uh, just a, a brief overview of some of the, of the variety of hazards that exist in your industry? Yeah, because we, uh, we have warehouses, we have flour mills and we have bakeries. So we use high-risk machinery, which is forklifts. We have trucks. Um, so traffic management is very high. We have to work at heights in particular areas when we've got to inspect any silos, so they're climbing ladders and platforms. Uh, we have a lot of moving parts such as conveyors, mixers, 
bucket elevators, all types of equipment. So, yeah, it's, it, we would class ourselves as a high-risk business. What does consultation actually give to that process when it comes to perhaps informing the training for them? Or does training come pretty much prepackaged from a provider? We have specific requirements on regular cleaning on our plant and equipment after you know, when we produce certain types of products. So when you're required to do cleaning, you have to pull the plant and equipment apart, you have to isolate it to be able to get to certain parts to clean it. And sometimes the plant and equipment, when it turns up from overseas, doesn't allow you to do that safely. So having that consultation process and getting the workers to provide feedback on, you know, what the tasks that they're required to perform and how practical it is to do that, um, is very important. Otherwise, we end up people trying to take shortcuts, trying to bypass safe work practices, accessing moving parts which are insufficiently guarded or, you know, to make their job a lot easier. And then we end up with having injuries and incidents occurring. How does the consultation take place? I can only imagine that a good consultation means that sometimes you're actually getting good advice and information back from your workforce. Yes, we do. So when we identify any hazards, we try and make sure we get the key stakeholders and that would be probably the maintenance team, the workers that are actually going to be operating that machinery every or that plant or equipment every day, um, including the safety reps and, if necessary, the safety committee. Um, any, anyone else we think is relevant. And, and because we're a food industry, we have a quality team that puts stringent requirements on cleaning processes, we make sure we involve them as well. So we're not, not one department is overriding on the other. How does it feel when an employee comes to you with an idea or a recommendation that you suspect you can actually implement or should be implemented? I think it's exciting. <laughs> we don't usually get many that want to say something because they're worried that if they do say something, they could lose their job. For example, because we work with a lot of labour hire workers, um, but no suggestion is a silly suggestion. So sometimes it's not feasible to put certain things in place because it may be very expensive because we're, we have to raise capital expenditure, but there always can be a short-term solution that could be implemented. And the best people to tell us those solutions are the people that are actually operating the plant and equipment. The best people to tell you that sort of information are the people who are working the, the plant and equipment but you've also mentioned that quite often they don't feel at liberty to because they are fearful. How do you try to overcome that? Yeah, we do regular training and awareness on that and, and highlighting the, um, you know, everybody's responsibilities. And, you know, if we talk about trying to have a good safety culture, if we don't have it starting from the top and getting that message through that we need to all be working safe, we all have a responsibility and, you know, if you report something that's unsafe, we need to action it and take some and do something about it. How do you then work on a culture that improves that uh, fear of people talking to you? So Ally Pinnacle has six pillars in our business and the number one pillar is safety. And our, our, uh, it states that safety first always. That is emphasised in every consultation meeting that we have. Every meeting that we have in our businesses, doesn't matter if it's a toolbox meeting or it's one of the board of directors meetings or senior managers meeting, safety is always the first agenda item. So we always put that up front and making sure that that's taken into consideration. So to change the culture and have a positive safety culture in a business, it has to start from the top and that comes directly from our CEO. 
and that message comes out quite clearly. There's weekly meetings that we have with our senior management team to talk about any safety concerns that we have, and then that information is then filtered down through to the site meetings and then down to through the toolbox meetings that occurred at the sites. A significant part of your role, Maria, would also be ensuring that that culture goes upwards as well to to management and that you have uh, the buy-in that is necessary to implement plans, strategies and to work on safety culture. What have you done in that area over the last 10 or 20 years to ensure that that relationship and culture builds and gets uh, stronger and is respected in both directions? Yeah, so it's making sure that people are aware of what people's responsibilities and accountabilities are, where the exposures are to people and the business. And uh, part of our role, uh, my, my role and my team's role is to look after workers' compensation as well. Our thanks to Maria for joining us on Safe Work Leader Talks to share her valuable insights. Maria's experience shows that consultation is essential in building a strong safety culture. When you give workers the opportunity to participate and share information, you can become more aware of hazards in the workplace, as well as finding and communicating practical solutions to them. Consultations with workers can take many forms, from regular meetings to setting up a health and safety committee. Working with a mentor like Maria is a great way to learn how to establish good consultation practices. I'm Carol Duncan, and this has been a Safe Work Leadership Talk. To learn more about leading a strong workplace safety culture or to listen to the other episodes in this series, visit safework.nsw.gov.au slash leadership.